Welcome to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The podcast that you're about to listen to is the lightly edited audio from a video for the Daily Summation that I put on YouTube and Rumble on the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels. If you want to check them out, you can do that there. But if you want to just go ahead and listen to the audio, which as I say, I've edited to take out a bunch of the annoying pauses and so forth, you can listen to it here. Thanks for tuning in and now on with the podcast. I'm pretty confident that the average person would agree that 2020 and the beginnings of 2021, for that matter, have been more than a period of a little bit of unrest, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would attribute it to a variety of things. But what they attribute it to aside, the point is it's been a rather large period of unrest. I want to start by saying today's subject is more of a topic for consideration than about anything else. I'm not uh, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not in any way intending this to disparage any of the folks about whom I speak, happen to speak when I say what I do today. As I've indicated before, the past is exactly that. It is the past, and you're not really going to fix that or change it particularly much. That said, I think it offers us a window on the future. I think looking into the past offers us a window on the future. Okay. So, uh, hello and welcome to the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt. Today is Thursday, the 7th of January of 2020. Welcome to everyone on Rumble on the podcast and on YouTube. Thank you, as usual, to the Rumble folks for making things roll along pretty nicely for me. And, and thank, But thanks for everybody who's coming on, regardless where that happens to be. Um, the subject of today's discussion is going to be civil unrest and revolution. And I want to start out, first of all, in the actual body of what I'm saying today by saying I neither am calling for civil unrest nor revolution. That's not what this is about. I'm neither calling for it nor not. I'm not really expressing anything about that. You have to decide what you're going to do for yourself. I ain't your boss and I ain't your daddy. All right? Forgive me for falling into the colloquial there for a moment. All right. Uh, okay, so... I want to discuss some things that I kind of wonder if people have thought about. In history, there are discussions about, in the United States around 1929, I think it was, and, and surrounds a period referred to as the Great Depression. And there is a idea that the person who came into power after the Depression started actually helped to shepherd us out of the Depression. And then there are other people who hold that that individual not only did not do that, but prolonged the Depression by his actions. Um, and I wanted to kind of say that I think that the problem is that history sort of will record this one way or another, depending on who's actually writing the history. While I'm on the subject of history, let's talk for just a second about the U.S. Revolutionary War. It seemed like a good idea at the time. But I'm not so sure myself as to how effective it was. I, it did what it was supposed to do, to be fair. And I think it made it so that we have certain institutions and certain considerations today that we maybe didn't have short of, uh, 
prior to the United States doing what it did, or at least not to the degree that we did. Um, that being said, having been one who grew up, spent part of his time growing up in Australia, I saw a country that was basically autonomous, even though it was technically under the Queen. The people there did ba basically pretty much anything they wanted to do, the ways that they wanted to do it, so long as they were within Australian law when they did so, and really didn't have to worry about the Queen, even though her picture was on all the money. And I think probably you can say something similar about Canada. They're maybe a little closer to the British Crown than, than uh, Australia is, but I don't think they're terribly much more so. Uh, so I think you can say the same thing about Australia, and quite frankly, I think you can say that same sort of thing about a lot of the actual current British Commonwealth countries. And then you can talk about countries like India. Now, I don't know if India had technically a revolutionary war or not, but I think whether or not it did, what ended up happening with India was a sort of a normalization of relations between India and the UK and Britain, Great Britain, however you want to look at that, UK, Great Britain, whatever. All right. Here's the thing. There is talk about Mohandas Gandhi, who you know as Mahatma. Mahatma means great soul. It's a title, not a name. His name is Mohandas Karamshad Gandhi, right? Which any, any uh, good Indian person and probably most Pakistani folks will tell you. And Mr. Gandhi was a huge proponent of nonviolent resistance. That was his thing. He did that a lot. And it looks like it gained a lot of ground for the people of India. I don't know how much of that would have happened regardless of what he did. I don't know how much he sped up the process, how much better he made things, or how much worse he made things. Um, there are certainly arguments in both directions. And obviously in the civil rights movement in the United States, we experienced the same sort of thing with what uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others did, and quite frankly in some instances are still doing. There are people who are still sort of following along in that same sort of vein. And there are some of them who got very, fairly famous and some of them who ended up in the political class in the United States, uh, one, one of which I think died recently, uh, was considered a very great man in the civil rights movement in the United States. Uh, but the point is that this seems like a good way to do business, okay? And I, I bring all of this up, like I say, in the context of the idea of civil unrest and revolution. That's, that's basically what the context of all of this is in. Civil unrest, civil rights uh, acti activism, and various other things seem like they're a good idea, but I, I have to say something, and I know a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on this, and I'm really willing to hear what you have to say, and I want you to understand that I'm not absolutely sold on what I'm telling you right now. This is just sort of throwing things out there for people to think about a little bit. Sometimes you do things that are sort of forceful, like what Dwight Eisenhower did here in the state of Arkansas with the Little Rock Nine and, and uh, Central High School, where you, where you bring in the National Guard and you make it so that uh, black students are allowed to go to Central High. Now, let's get something clear. Do I have problems with black students at Central High? Absolutely not. Do I have problems with the Little Rock Nine? Absolutely not. Do I have any problems with... Central High School or any other high school in the state of Arkansas or anywhere else in the United States having black students in it? Absolutely not. 
I'm not trying to tell you that this is something that relates to me perfectly, uh, personally, but what I am trying to tell you is that there are people out there who will, who have and who will, have resisted and will resist, and when they do so, they will do so in a way that's not physically or uh, orally uh, known to you. They'll hold in their hearts certain perspectives and they'll do what they can to make sure that they can hold on to those ideas. And at best, they'll entrust the understanding of these things to people they believe can be trusted. And it's why you have various kinds of infiltration operations going on in organizations like the Q Klux Klan, right? Uh, the fact of the matter is the reason that those sorts of things must happen is most of the time the people who are involved in those organizations will keep their cards close to their chest. And that's to be understood and expected to some degree, right? You kind of expect it and you kind of understand that it's going to happen because they don't want just everybody to know, realizing that a lot of people are not going to support what they're doing or saying. My point is this. Revolution... Uh, uh, civil unrest of various kinds seem like good ways to affect change. I'm going to say something that's in agreement with Mr. Ben Shapiro today and others. Uh, I think Matt Walsh might be another one who's a good example of this. And I know that uh, Thomas Sowell has probably been saying this for so long he's going, duh, you're finally listening. What really matters is the underlying culture. If you can't change how people think through slow and steady work, you're probably not going to fix a lot of things. You're going you're gonna to have things bounce off of people and sort of ricochet back in your direction. And the bad thing is you're not even going to necessarily know who is going to be supporting what because when people realize that they can't say something openly, they will hold it and reserve it quietly. So I guess what I'm saying is this. What we need to be doing is fighting a battle for culture. And when we do that, we need to be steady. We need to be slow. We need to be consistent in what we're doing. And I don't really disagree with, again, Mr. Shapiro's take on the idea that we need to start presenting things in ways that people are going to look at them and, and maybe change their minds. Okay, I'm about done for the day, so I probably ought to wrap this up. It is, as I say, Thursday, the 7th of January of 2021. Uh, this is the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. Again, I thank you if you're here on Rumble, on the podcast, or on YouTube. And uh, it is almost the end of the first week of the new year. And I just wanted to go ahead and wish you a great time uh, and hopefully a good weekend coming up here. And also, I hope that I will see you tomorrow. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This video was recorded on Thursday, the 7th of January of 2020. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics. Thanks for watching this edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I hope you found it entertaining or instructional and maybe both. Uh, if you want to see more from me, you can go to blogs.kpshubert.com. That's blogs.kpshubert.com. I am on Twitter, Parlor, and Minds.com. My handle on each of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. 
I have a Rumble and a YouTube channel. They are the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble and YouTube. I have a Facebook page. The Facebook page is Kurtz Religion and Politics as well. I have I am on Patreon. If you want to support me, that's one of the better places you can do that. And you will find me at Kurtz Religion and Politics on Patreon. I have a podcast. The podcast is podcasts with a with an S. Dot kpshubert.com. That's podcasts.kpshubert.com. I think you should be able to find me with relative ease on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. The best way I find to do that is to look for Kurt's Religion and Politics. You can try to use the daily summation. I find that it doesn't work as well as a general rule, but you can always try that. I'm glad to have you aboard today, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow. You've just been listening to the Daily Summation Podcast from Kurtz Religion and Politics. As I say at the intro, this is a uh, lightly edited audio from a video that I put on YouTube and Rumble that you can check out there. Uh, And I take out the pauses and so forth here, and it's basically the same content, except that you don't obviously get the video. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. Let me know if you have any comments or whatever that you might want from me to, to get. Thanks for listening, and by all means, come back again tomorrow, and you'll almost certainly get another one of the Daily Summation Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.